G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. The human body is a technological wonder. We believe God designed it and that Psalm 139 says all our members are written in his book even before we were born. In today's program, we're going to see a heavenly perspective about the human body. Our series is entitled, Heartfelt and Inspired, Understanding 2 Corinthians, a verse-by-verse commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. The human body. We're looking at not only the human body, but the heavenly body. Because, after all, it is time to focus on eternity. We don't hear a whole lot about it, but we need to. Think of it this way. How absurd that people spend more time planning a three-week European holiday than about where they're going to spend eternity or what it is like. And you know, we don't have to play guessing games. The Bible is the Word of God, and it tells us everything we need in this life and this world to understand eternity. We need to see that beyond all the chaos going on in our world today, God has prepared great things for those that love Him. I'm focusing on 2 Corinthians, and it is chapter 5. Chapter 5 is the Theology of Ministry, Part 3, A Heavenly Perspective. And here, our lesson is about the heavenly body, verses 1 to 6 of 2 Corinthians 5. What we learn about the body is rather remarkable, but let's summarize it here. First of all, we learn that our human body that we now have Paul likens it as a metaphor to a tabernacle or a tent. And he says that if it is dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. He says if it's dissolved because there is an expectation that there will be a generation who will not actually see death, Jesus will come in their lifetime. This is the generation of the rapture. But technically, all Christians are part of the generation of the rapture described in 1 Thessalonians 4, because when Jesus comes in the clouds for the church, the dead in Christ, they will rise first. Then those that are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amazingly, we're told we have a better body waiting for us, not handmade, eternal in the heavens. For this reason, our current body is groaning, not so that it could be shed and and we are naked, but rather this current body is groaning because it knows the better body is waiting. A heavenly body, a body that will not be marred by any kind of disease, infirmity, 
or any other indignity that we put up with in this world. Death, as the Bible describes it, is in some ways very simple. In James 2.26, it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Human physical death is where the soul and spirit separate from the physical body. The body goes into the ground or tossed into the sea or cremated, and the soul spirit goes to the place appointed to it by God. For the believer, that place is in heaven, and there awaiting them is a body, a wonderful body. And indeed, this body is for the reason of the groaning of the current body. It'll be so wonderful. Now, some people speculate that when we go to heaven, before the resurrection of our physical body on earth, we're disembodied spirits. But that can't be right because Elijah and Moses were wearing bodies and they were recognizable. They weren't spirits and ghosts and they were talking to Jesus on the holy mount. So what we learn is that there is a new body waiting for us and we have the Holy Spirit as the deposit of the greater glory of God, both of the new body and of heaven to come. Because while we are present in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Let's take it now a look at the pertinent passage. It is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, verses 1 to 6. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. This is Second Corinthians chapter five, verses one to six. Again, our series is entitled Heartfelt and Inspired, Understanding Second Corinthians, and our lesson today is our human and heavenly body. Let's listen to what the Lord is saying verse by verse. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1, it talks about if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Basically, we have a better body waiting for us. Since we have been learning in 2 Corinthians about bright, blinding glory, here we get a taste of where that glory is leading. Paul uses the metaphor of tabernacle or tent to describe our earthly body. He says, if this tabernacle is dissolved, don't worry. We have a better one from God, not handmade on earth, but eternal in the heavens. It sounds like this body is ready to go. So why does Paul say if our earthly tabernacles dissolve not rather than when? I mentioned this earlier. He had an expectation of the Lord's return. We don't know the day or hour of his coming. So we have a very good incentive to live holy lives now. Let's remember the parable of the wise and foolish virgins of Matthew chapter 25. All of the virgins, all 10 of them, slumbered and slept 
but the wise ones had prepared. They had extra oil for their lamps. It goes on to say, 2 Corinthians 5, 2, For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. It sounds rather ironic. We are told we have this glorious prospect of a God-made, eternal, wonderful body. But instead of saying, hallelujah, praise God, we're getting this body, it says we groan. We groan in the current body that we have. Let us never forget, the human body is a creative wonder from the Lord that works in amazing ways. Yet, because we're in a sin-riddled, fallen world, human bodies face the challenges of disease, misfunction, aging, and death. It is the bodily infirmities and limitations that cause us to groan for our body in waiting, which is in heaven. Now, once we're clothed with this heavenly body, it will be easy to forget about the indignities that we faced in the earthly body. Now, some people, as I said earlier, think that in heaven, we will just be spirits floating around with no body because we're waiting for our bodies on earth to be resurrected and then reunited. While this could be the case, it seems unlikely. Because as I shared earlier, what about on the Mount of Transfiguration? How was it that Moses and Elijah had recognizable bodies, though they are also waiting for their spiritual wants? You see, if they were ghosts, either they would have appeared like ghosts or they would have simply not appeared at all. They had bodies. So it's more than likely we will get a body too, even if it's considered temporary, not because it's disposable, but because we're awaiting for the resurrection. Either way, the good news is we are going to have a glorified body. And there we learn something incredibly important, that we are going to be clothed and not naked. Now, in the early days before the fall, the first couple were naked, but they were pure, they were sinless before they actually rebelled against God's command. Here in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians and in verse 3, here's what we learn. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. All right, good point. Since we are clothed, we will not be found naked. So what's going on? What we think is this. Death can be described in many ways. It is, as I shared earlier, where the soul and spirit, the soul and spirit is the inside of us, the inner us, the real us, where our personality, our mind, our emotions, everything comes from. These things don't come from our flesh, the visible part. They come from the soul and spirit within us that are to the human eye invisible. During the time of physical death, the soul and spirit don't cease to exist. They don't fall asleep and have no consciousness. No, they leave the human body. The human body then becomes dead, to which then it's disposed of, and the soul and spirit go to the place where God has. If it's, of course, a believer, they go into the presence of God, into the heavens, and there they receive the new tabernacle, the new body, so on. So when we shed the earthly body at the end of our natural lives, we will not be naked. Indeed, we will be clothed with a better body. Now, what I'm discussing is part of a larger topic known in theological circles as eschatology. Eschatology 
is the study of last things. Ology is study. Eska is last things. So eschatology, study of last things. Now, yes, it is the study of the last days, end time prophecy, second coming of Jesus, establishment of his earthly kingdom, and then, of course, the eternal state. These are all part of the study we call eschatology. However, there is another dimension, and that is called eschatology or the intermediate state, personal eschatology. It doesn't have to do with grand global events, present and future. It has to do with what happens to a person when they die. And this is a very important topic because we believe in biblical theology that when a person dies physically, their body is buried, their spirit and soul go to God, and then when Christ returns, the spirit and soul are reunited with the resurrected body. In other words, the intermediate state is what happens to a person, whether they are a believer or not, between their physical death and their physical resurrection. Unless Jesus returns in our lifetime, we face physical death, and we all, believer and unbeliever, face physical resurrection. So that's the intermediate state. And this is all part of eschatology. We're learning a bit of it here, and we'll learn it elsewhere. But let me remind you of a quaint epitaph found on a tombstone in the American state of Ohio. And it was a very humorous but thought-provoking inscription. So on this tombstone, the deceased is saying to the person who's still alive reading the tombstone, not so fast, stranger, as you pass by. As you now are, so was I. As I now am, so you will be. Therefore, be prepared to follow me. So here's the person from the grave telling the living person, where I am now, you're going to be, so be prepared to follow me. Years later, somebody wrote a P.S. underneath this inscription. To follow you, I am not content till I know which way you went. Very profound, very true. (laughs) Why do we want to follow somebody who went to the wrong place? No, the only ones we should be following are those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Heroes of faith, people who have followed God and came out on top. Those are the ones worth emulating. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 4, it tells us, For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. It almost seems a little redundant, but it's actually an amplification of what we've read so far. Why are we groaning in this body if we face such glory down the road? The emphasis is not that we're groaning to get rid of this body so that we somehow inadvertently become naked. No, we groan and are burdened because we want to be further clothed by this heavenly body. By putting on the new body, mortality will be clothed with life. So physical death, instead of merely being the formidable enemy and the grim reaper that people in the world see, instead, physical death becomes the handmaiden to usher God's elect into his presence, his glory, and into a new, improved, indestructible, heavenly body. That's an amazing perspective to have, but this is what the Word of God says. That's why Paul could endure all kinds of things. Indeed, 
the Lord Jesus himself, as we learn in Hebrews 12, because of the joy set before them, because of the power, because of the glory, and indeed, in an addition to the joy and peace. That's why they endured suffering, endured the cross, endured shame, endured ridicule, because what was waiting for them was far more wonderful than that which were they're putting up with in this life. Our final verse for this lesson is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. It tells us that, well, previous, I should just add, before I get to verse 5, mortality will be swallowed up of life. So having a mortal body is going to be overcome with a body that never dies and with a life that never ends. Verse 5, now he hath wrought for us the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given us the earnest of the Spirit. We begin with God, we return to God. 2 Corinthians 5, 5, God and the Holy Spirit. It is God who has prepared us for this very thing. And the earnest or deposit of the Holy Spirit is our assurance that these things, including the heavenly body, will come to pass. Now, how does it work? It's like when people come on a Holy Land tour. Let's say the Holy Land tour costs $4,000 and you pay a $1,000 deposit. Well, guess what? Once you pay the $1,000 deposit, then you are basically on your way. That deposit is a statement that you're intending to pay the rest of the money and more than that, that you're intending to go on the trip. What is interesting is people who only have enough money for the deposit, but not for the full cost, when they pay this in faith, like a first fruits, if they have enough faith for a deposit, they'll have enough faith for the rest of the fee. A deposit is like something of value. It's given to you as a guarantee that the rest will come, the rest that is valuable. In this case, the rest of our glorious inheritance in Christ, it's guaranteed because we already have the Holy Spirit now. Now, for believers who have assurance that the Holy Spirit is in them, they know that the full blessing, including the glorified body, is on the way. So our lesson is called Our Human and Heavenly Body. And our lesson for life is while the things of this world decay and fade, the things of God get stronger and brighter. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations, Education, and thank you for liking our page. Also, go to our homepage to sign up for the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter, which has valuable articles to help you become future ready. Heavenly Father, thank you that you're teaching us about the glories to come, and it helps us to endure what we face today, but also to be grateful people, full of praise and thanksgiving to all that you have done. Help us now, in Jesus' name, take hold of your truth and let it lift us up and carry us to a high place where our light can shine. Through Jesus Christ the Lord, amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.